At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Shout out to the Bible Missionary listeners we've been having lately. I thank you all for listening. <laughs> Glad you all. I didn't know if you were going to do that or not. Glad you all tuned yes, in. Yes, thank you for listening. Every little bit of the listeners that we get, it goes to support this podcast. We appreciate it. Click, click the download button. <laughs> Haters get us for sponsoring us. Thank you so much. Tell little Dan we said howdy. Yes. <laughs> if you have any questions, just feel free to call 304. No, okay. <laughs> oh man, what's going on, Miss? You got uh, you got squeak box over here with you. I do have squeak. He's actually behaving. Me. We got Kane and Mariah back. This is the part two that we talked about. Yep. And we've got a guest. We got so. Well, actually, <laughs> she reached out to me and she was like, "I." Should be a part of this. Yes, I love it. And then we got a bunch of messages too from other people that, that were listening we and they're giving us their stories. So if, if you listen to this and you would like to give your side of the story, go ahead. Just keep sending us your messages and we'll yeah we'll we mention them. Some... We'll we'll keep you anonymous if that's what you want. Um, until then, yeah, send us your messages. We do have some comments and stuff to read as well. We got Ladonna Covert on. I think you've been listening for a good little while now, right? Yeah, I have. Uh, since you had Natalie on, that was my first listen. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. We hijacked a lot of Natalie's listeners. Shout, <laughs> shout out to Natalie at the Brian Holiness. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. We support her. She's supporting us. We appreciate it. Yeah, shout out to old Natalie. Yes. And uh, uh, Don Van Zandt as well. That, that's, yes. I was going to play that intro. Oh, he, he, you have to do it next time. He tagged us the other day, and I'll, I'll have to play it next time. I don't have it pulled you, up. Give his oh. out. Give his podcast a shout. Oh out. yeah, he's uh, getting ready to start back up the Lost Mission podcast. Yes, uh, Don Van Zant does a fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, so we might as well just jump back into. Th- why don't we leave the? Let, why don't we leave the uh, the comments maybe till later on? Because Ladonna uh, was just fine. getting into this story. Yes. And um, I had to I had to stop everything and hit <laughs> that theme song so we could get it kicked off. So I kind of want you to Ladonna, I want you to jump back in and just kind of kind of tell us your little situation there. Okay. So I, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's, it's a desert land in more ways than one. Um, it's, you know, of course, desert landscape, but as far as the holiness churches go, 
Um, there's several of them, but they're very small. And so one of them um, had a Christian school, and that's where I was going to school at the time. But it was going to be my senior year in uh, the fall of 1986, and I really wanted to have a graduating class. I was going to be the only senior if I stayed mm. in Phoenix. And so I asked my parents if I could go to um, the Bible college in Indiana because I had some friends that had moved from our church in Phoenix and, and moved there. And so they decided to get that. Yes, I could go. Well, in the meantime, I went to a camp meeting, a youth camp um, in Indiana uh, that summer. And I went over and took a tour of the school and um, applied to be a work student so that I could, my parents wouldn't have to pay the whole bill. You know, I could apply and, and do some work. And so I was taking a tour and met some of the kids that were there, um, also work students staying for the summer. So that was in June. In July, I fly back to India. I go home and then fly back and move into the, um, the dorm. At the time, because everybody was not there, they just housed all the girls in the college girls' dorm. Mm. And so first day on campus, um, I meet another girl that I knew from Clinton camp, actually. Um, her popular right. last name you over was... there was. I'll bleep the name out. Who was it? I feel she like I... later married who she met. It. Oh, oh, so, uh, yeah. I know. I know, I know the name. Yeah. I don't, she she went to the. Uh huh. Okay. So anyway, so she and I reconnected from our days at Clinton Camp, and we're standing outside. Um, I grew up with the the youth group at my church in Phoenix was thirteen to forty. That was the age. So wait a minute. The youth youth group. (laughs) The youth group was thirteen to forty, which means my parents, (laughs) my parents, my parents were in my youth group. Listen, you do whatever you got to do to adjust them numbers. You know. Yeah, I was part of that youth group. (laughs) Yeah. So when I get to school there, there's all kinds of young people, and I'm just so excited. I'm 17 years old. I'm 1,800 miles from home. And I've got one friend so far in Cheryl and um, we're standing outside and we're talking to these guys that are also work students who are there for the summer and just trying to make friends. And the, the uh, RA writes us up, gets us in trouble because we're talking to boys. Wait, wait, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Like, so let, let me ask this. How was that um, a writable offense? Did you sign a paper stating that you wouldn't talk to boys? Is that No, I had not. No, I had not. I okay. was just there. And so I hadn't seen a handbook. I hadn't seen anything like that. And uh, when I w- got, and it was broad daylight, it was on a corner <laughs> right where people, traffic was going by. And I don't know if it's because she and I were sitting on a split rail fence and it 
was seductive. I have no idea. Oh, my. <laughs> you know, them fences are so seductive. Them fences are killers. <laughs> it was probably the sheen of my pantyhose. Um, <laughs> you know, that you were forced but, to wear. Yes. Right. But, um, <sighs> but evidently, you're supposed to have one more girl than boy or one more boy than yes. girl in the group. Yeah. And it was an even number. And so that oh, got us in trouble. Oh, wow. Because wow. you, know, oh. you could always gang up on each other. <laughs> right. And it was the first day of, of my, it wasn't even school. It was summer. It was a work That's program so type thing. So wow. um, that was my introduction to uh, conservative <laughs> Bible school. So, wow. and it just went downhill from there, people. I'm just saying it went downhill from oh. there. You never know. You start you start off, uh, you got people talking, and next thing you know, you got a brothel over on the, you know, different girls born. <laughs> you know, it's a slippery slope on that. <laughs> <laughs> See, it all started when she was standing on the corner. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, wow. And I wasn't even in Winslow, Arizona. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so they just they just i mean what did somebody come scurrying out of the register uh, registrar's office or whatever and you know hey, what no, are you doing over it, there? Was, it was the ra um later she came up and handed the slips to the other girl and i and um told us that we could not we were getting written up and that you cannot uh talk to boys in just um equal number and and that couldn't happen going forward. So, jeez. Oh, um, fast forward to uh, later on in the summer before school started, and they used to put out a uh, a periodical, and they needed all the kids to gather together and kind of assemble it down in the dining hall. And um, I had seen this guy sitting on a bench talking to a girl, and they were outside in public and I was trying to figure out how that was okay, but it was Uh the RA. It was the RA that had written me up. And, um, anyway, (laughs) I had had ordered a pizza from the local pizzas shop down the street. And I was walking by carrying it in and, and I'm just walking past and this guy is looking at me and I'm thinking he's probably starving to death. And I just looked at him and I said, eat your heart out. And <laughs> he, <laughs> I love he, this is incredible. <laughs> he looked at me and I kept walking and evidently later on, I find out he leaned past this girl to watch me walk away. Oh. And this girl says, do you like what you're looking at? And he said, well, yes, actually I do. He was actually breaking up with her at that time. And I had no idea. Oh, my goodness. I love this, this so much. Would this have been yeah. wrecked or stopped by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy is now my husband. Oh, oh, good for him. Yes. That is great. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. That is yeah. awesome. As a matter of fact, I do. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Awesome. So, oh, to, to go back before we started the show, 
that RA that he was breaking up with is the pastor's wife that we were discussing. <gasps> oh, no. I love I hope it. somebody from Netflix is watching. This should be awesome yes, right this now. This is a good story. <laughs> this is a Nicholas yes. Sparks book, if I ever heard one. Yeah, so awesome. She was actually the one who wrote me up for the talking to the boys. So she and I did not start off on the greatest of uh, feet. <laughs> I would imagine. Oh, so. Or ended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, or ended. Yeah. I just That's love it. funny. Do you like what you see? Why, yes, ma'am, I do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, man, that is that great. That is so awesome. That is great. So that was, that was like your introduction to being a... a yeah, a Bible school yeah. student there at, at this college, right? And I I got written up and uh, dormed, which uh, dormed means you were de- relegated to your room and couldn't leave your dorm. Uh-huh. Um, I got campused multiple times, which means oh. you couldn't go to the store, you couldn't leave campus or whatever. Um, what? And and most of the time, it was because. After I started dating my husband, they couldn't do anything to him because he was technically off campus. So they would punish uh, him by punishing me. And uh, so Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Even though he lived right behind my dorm, um he lived with his cousin who was a professor at the at the school, but he wasn't technically on campus, which when, when it first started, he went to the Dean of Men. He's like, okay, you've got to make up your mind. Am I on campus or am I off campus? Because you can't be switching back and forth, getting me in trouble or not getting me in trouble. So because the rules were different for kids that lived on campus than they were for the ones who lived off campus and just drove into school. Yeah. Like at BMI too. It was like that too. Yeah. Well, here's what I want to know. So if they can find you to your dorm, and, and apparently we've had some people write in. I've heard from a couple of different people that mm-hmm. this is like a common practice on not just CHM Bible colleges, but also like, uh, you know, the, the tongues holiness Bible colleges. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So my question is like, uh, <laughs> I guess maybe this is not good of me, but when somebody does something like that, my immediate wonder is like, or what? You know, yeah. It's like yeah. you're trying to tell me to go. So yeah. what? What was the punishment like? If you were like, uh, I ain't staying in my room. <laughs> yeah. What did yeah. they do? Well, I mean, you didn't have to stay in your room. You just had to stay in the dorm. So I could go to someone else's room and chit chat, or I could go to the parlor, the front room where they had couches and games and puzzles and stuff. You could do that. You just had to um, stay on your cell block. <laughs> you just had to stay. In your, <laughs> yeah, you just had to stay in your uh, in your prison but yeah wow. what, what if you what if you like being outside like me you know like, <laughs> I, I like to be outside you know it's like, yeah i mean yeah. what if, if so, you went outside like what, what would they do then would they like expel you or or have a stern talking to or what like, i i don't know i um I probably left just in time before I found that out <laughs> you never got officially kicked out like i did no oh. no i just I left. Um, I said it was because I didn't have the money to pay the bill, but really it was just because it just, it just got to be too much. And so the, 
one of the ways that I know that people would get around those things is you just distract, you get a friend, like a wingman and you uh-huh. distract the night guard or whatever. Cause there was a back door to the dorm and a front door to the dorm. So you call the, your wingman calls the guy to the front door <laughs> and you slip out the back door. Uh-huh. And, yeah, so you know, why am I getting like deja vu or something? We never even went to Bible yeah, college. Yeah, that is something if you two we were to go to Bible so school. Fun. Yes. You go to Bible school. That is I mean, both of you. Yeah. Like that big old dude up there on Clinton camp. Remember that big old guy used to ride that golf cart. Oh yeah. Did you guys call him oh, the yeah. ape? Well, oh, <laughs> I didn't give him that name. Good Lord, I'll never do that. Who gave him the he gave name? Himself that name. We, he did. We, yeah, uh-huh. we'd, we'd use all kinds. You'd learn the tactics, yeah, where you could get away with yeah, some, you would. some crap. You would. Pretty no, easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. By the way, that camp, just, that camp just wrapped up. Can you believe it's been a year since we were ragging on them? Oh, my. I can't. That's crazy. Wow. Yep. Yep, I, I, I wondered if there I, I'd love to know what the attendance is like up there anymore. Very um, low. I think the pictures I I've seen, yeah. it looks terrible. Yeah, last time I yeah. checked, it is low. Last like year, I, I think it? their top number was like 230. Yeah, yeah. I know it was two to 300. That was, wow. that was the it. busiest night. Um, Good grief, that used to be in the youth tabernacle with the Victor Trio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my mom said oh. she, can, she can remember like a thousand people being yes. up there. Like, oh like yeah, the last got, service. I have pictures. I have pictures of the children's service, and the platform was crammed with kids. She wow. was. There's yeah. too many Linus people in one setting for me. <laughs> 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 Mariah likes to take her Holiness it. people in small doses. Well, <laughs> I uh, told my friend that next year at. Um, IHC time. I'm going to set up a lemonade stand outside across from the Gatlinburg Convention Center. Just people watch. Can we? Yes. Can we like sponsor buy some advertising on your? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. You guys need to come and set up a. We need to seriously they, think about this now. <laughs> dude, I would think about it. But I'll tell you, dude, we would. Dude, they, they wouldn't even let us set up a booth. We'd have to be sitting outside. See, that's the thing, too. <laughs> Phil was getting messages from um, a guy from Clinton asking if he was going up there. And we're like, uh, yeah, no. Have, have you not heard the podcast, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a, a posted restraining order on the front gate. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. oh yeah! The uh, yeah. Uh, Clinton camp security guards have a warrant out for our arrest. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we definitely are not allowed to stay on campus yeah. for sure. They got some little fuzzy handcuffs, don't they? Oh, <laughs> Kanan! <laughs> My goodness! <laughs> oh no! Now, we do need to find us an insider, though. We, we do. We, somebody can report from on the ground inside of inside of. Ice. If you would like to yeah. be our our spy, please. Call us. We need a double agent, <laughs> We need to turn Absolutely. somebody in there. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm. I'm telling you though, seriously, from the people that I heard that were granted booth space this last year, I really would be curious to what they would say if you asked. And I told Natalie she should ask too because absolutely should. There's yeah, some sure. friends that I have that they set up a booth, and I said, um. 
I've seen your stuff you sell at the local flea market. Are you taking all that stuff to IHC? And she said, oh, no, no, we have adjusted our inventory. But I think that you should be able to just at least reach out and see what they would say. We should, just just for the just for kicks and giggles. Can you, I mean, me and and that, if not, just come join my lemonade stand. Yeah. The yes. <laughs> there you go. We call there it the go. outcast. Me and you could slick our hair back and put on black suits. We might have to. I think we could get by without shaving. But, uh, I think we could. Yeah. We may need to trim up. We could set up at the uh, moonshine shop down the street. <laughs> I'm in. So, I love the way you think. So I'm, I'm in. in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, thought about it. I'm in. There's some people I'm friendly with that was there this year. And I remember asking them about whenever uh, Dan Stetler did his thing up there. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> brought the stage down, man. I, so I, I messaged him right off the bat because I, I know they don't like buy into it uh-huh uh but for they and I'll, actually i'll have to ask them about it because they don't buy into the whole thing but they attend right. a lot of these right and is this, uh, is this your buddy uh, cousins of mine yeah there's some cousins of mine that go there and i remember <laughs> i texted them or something while this was going on i was like what was it what was it like in there and i was like yeah, it was a uh, it was a little tense exactly in the air exactly oh my gracious so uh let me see. So, LaDonna, you did we say what are we saying what Bible college this was? I don't remember if we said the name of it or not. Are she we just keep, said in Indiana. In Indiana. Okay. So, we'll. <laughs> I already. <laughs> I said BMI. So, you said BMI. Well, well, I mean, we can leave it out. We can put it in. I don't care either way. Um, up to you guys. Well, can I give you uh, something interesting? I just heard from that Bible college not too long ago mm-hmm. was the college president, who seems to be a very nice guy. That's, mm-hmm. I'm not like right. poking in him right. personally. I'm just saying. I understand. They had a question and answer session and they had a video of it and they were asking like questions, like questions we've all asked. Mm-hmm. And I guess a lot of the people that were attending there were asking these same questions like, uh, why can we not have a beard? Uh, why? I think, I forget if like um, women's clothes come up or whatever it was, but he was like, basically the response was, um, this is kind of like holiness boot camp, and this is just what we've decided to do. And yes, you can be a Christian and have a beard, but not here. Yeah. So here's the thing that my my husband. <laughs> so there's a whole story about his sideburns. Um, if you want to hear that oh, story, yes, but, yeah, yes, 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 sideburns. <laughs> okay, so I I left in the in the at the end of the first semester. And he stayed and he shouldn't have stayed, but he went back and his whole world fell apart. Um, and he ended up breaking up with me, but it, he was just going through a whole lot of stuff and he, in his rebellion, he, um, wasn't wearing suits to class and he was wearing a suit jacket, but he was wearing jeans. And then he, he, his sideburns got a little bit too long. And oh, so damn. they were chasing him around campus, like <laughs> oh! trying to find him. And he would duck into a building or he would, you know, go over here or whatever. Oh, <laughs> they, got my of, they got a pair of clippers just running after him. <laughs> yes. so they ended up sending him a note in his student mailbox, whatever. You need to cut your sideburns because and here's the here's the deal. Camp meeting is coming and we have to make a good impression. Oh. 
because oh. you got all these people coming in. So during <laughs> camp meeting, the girls were not allowed to wear jean skirts. The boys were not allowed to wear jeans. Um, you couldn't, and you had to have your hair presentable and everything had, to, you had to clean the campus. Everything had to look, look like everything, like Perfection. you didn't live here basically. Right. So, wow. um, and he needed to cut his sideburns before camp meeting came because he was going to be an usher for the offering and he had to have regulation sideburns <laughs> like literally sticking an, a finger in your ear and if it went past this point you can't have it so wow so he he ignored it he because he's you know such a godly man <laughs> but, um, he ignored the warnings and anyways he had a meeting with the president who is one of my all-time favorite people of the whole wide world but he took notice of this guy's sideburns, the president of the school, and he went home and he cut his sideburns to the same length as his. And so the dean of men saw him and he's like, you need to cut your sideburns. And my husband said, I did. And he said, they're too long. Uh-huh. And my husband said, well, then I guess you need to go to talk, to uh, approach brother so-and-so because they're uh-huh. the same length as his. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, no. um, he didn't have to cut his sideburns any higher. So uh, it's just this whole, like, really, my husband was going through the worst time in his life. He was failing every class. He had gone from being A's and B's to failing every class. Mm. He ended that school year with three F's and an incomplete. Wow. Or four F's and an incomplete. And only one person, only one teacher asked him, is everything okay with you? Oh, my Lord. And, and it was so foreign to the year before where we had a three week long revival on campus. That was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced in my life mm-hmm. where teachers were actually concerned about their students. There would be testimony times in class. There would be prayer services in like, we would do away with the class time and we were just praying with somebody. People were getting saved that had come to school that their parents were sending them, you know, probably like Canaan, rebellious and all that <laughs> stuff. Uh-huh. And, uh, their parents sent them to school and they, they, they got saved. We were having all night prayer meetings in the prayer chapel and, and Dr. Noel Scott, I don't know if you guys know him, I but remember he, that. Yes, preached, I remember the name. he preached, he was the original evangelist slated for the revival that was only supposed to be a week long. But he, it went over, and he stayed as long as he could until he had to get to his next meeting, and then they brought in Brother Keaton, and he finished it, and it, it lasted three weeks, and it was amazing. But wow. just the next year, it was like a completely different place. They only wanted to worry about academics. They only wanted to worry about appearances. They Nobody was asking what was going on. I mean, it was just so heartbreaking. And, um, yeah, so the, just the, the fact that when you said the president was like, this is a holiness boot camp to me, because I have a son in the army, what boot camp is about is breaking you 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, well. un- yep. you know, and and then reshaping you into what they want you to be. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. Breaking yep. you for Jesus. Breaking <laughs> 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 you down for Jesus. <laughs> Man. Mean, oh, have Well, you know, and you you talked about um there was only one teacher that actually, you know, talked to your husband. Um yeah. you know, that that is still going on even as of recent because I've got friends that have went there, I've got family that's actually there now. Uh, there now. And uh, I've got friends that told me that when they were there, there was people that struggled with porn addiction, alcoholism, um, depression, and there was no one to talk about those things. There was no one to ask them if they were doing okay. And, and right. um, that, you know, and it's so many, you know, just a lot of awful things. I can't go into too much detail, but um, then, you know, and then they have later on, I think this was easy, even as recent. Um, those some of those students that had you know came back around and has done well spiritually went to the the staff of the, oh, oh sorry I might have to buzz that out no, anyway, I got you they went back to them and they said um, they said hey you know it, would it be okay if we came in and talked to some of these students and you know and just told them that you know some of our struggles and what we struggled with and you know you know and try to try to help these students and and the staff was like uh, no no we don't think that'd be a good idea that that's just something right. no we just need to leave that alone and it's like real problems you know and your student uh-huh. and you're you know and you're just you're just gonna let this you know the students just won't get the help that they need you know right. and it just it, and that's that's just it's awful so it, it's it hasn't changed any and that's very unfortunate so I'm I'm taking you back 35 years, which none of you were born then, I'm sure. But um, so 35 years ago, when I was there, um, this kind of thing happened. So my husband and I, because of their um, antiquated, is that the right word? Dating rules? Yes. Um, it, it sets you up for failure. Um, Mm -hmm. sexually, it sets you up for failure. So my husband and I were struggling, not, we weren't being sexually active. It was just, you know, there wasn't much room for Jesus. And we had moved the Bible from between us and scooted a little close in the car seats. So, Uh (laughs) so when we realized, you know, this is, we need to really, um, pray about this and confess this and let's ask the Lord to help us. And, so we went to the dean of girls at that time and said, we just want to, you know, put your put ourselves um, out here and say, this has been our struggle. And we're apologizing that um, we've allowed this to happen and just want you to know that we're apologizing and going to do better. And um, since we're on dating rules, we have to, you know, we have certain responsibilities and right. I got in massive trouble. Like I got campused for a month wow. because of our indiscretions. And, 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 and so my husband said, you know, my husband said, because he's has a rebellious nature, he probably needs sanctified. Um, mm-hmm. He said, never again, we'll never confess anything again. Yeah. Why I find it interesting oh. about the um, sideburns thing, because I remember we were talking um, about the women in Bible school, the president's wife, she was up there saying, like, this is the, what we had to do, this, that, and another. This is at your Bible school? Yes, at the Bible school that in Illinois. So if, you're, <laughs> if your jacket was not able to be buttoned, you, you 
it's too small, okay? You can't wear it. You can't do that half open look or whatever it was because you can't button it, right? She couldn't button her jacket. But you guys... But we were... We had to... Son of a gun. Yeah, follow that rule. If we couldn't button Uh our jacket, we couldn't wear it. So she would have an undershirt on underneath it, right? She's still modest, still modest. But it was a rule that we had to have, and she couldn't even do that herself. Now see, wow. can I get mad here for just a little bit? You got this stuff. Sure. You got stuff like this here, okay? And you're talking about how, how you all, uh, you and your husband, went out of uh, you know wanting to do good spiritually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Confess someone to try to right. clear your conscience you and try to, be to do accountable better. to someone. You're like, hey, we messed up. Sure, moving on, right? And their response is, freak oh. out. Yes, we caught you now. Yeah, there's no yeah. regard for helping no somebody grace. with. Yeah, there's no thought of grace. I, I don't think these people. Yeah. I mean, for being a movement that focuses on the second work of grace, they have no idea what grace what is grace even about. Really is. At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yes. No, no. And that's, that's what, when we left the CHM almost 16 years ago, um, and we found the church that we're at now for the whole first year, I cried in church because I had never heard grace. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I was, I was in my forties and had not heard the message of grace. And so I spent the whole first year just sobbing every single service, every single song, just soaking in that he really does love me. He's not walking mm-hmm. around waiting for me to screw up so he could bang me over the head and, right. and erase my name from the chalkboard. Right. Right. Um, exactly. And the backsliding thing was like, it's a lot harder to lose your salvation than what I was told. Yes. Um, Exactly. So, yeah, but the ridiculousness of the dating set so many of our friends up that our marriage is like one of the, um, the few that have survived because people actually ended up getting married so they could get to know each other because they weren't allowed to spend any time together. 
Isn't that true? So, yes. Correct. I, I remember correct. I was talking yes. to my mom. There's a show called Bridgerton, and you either, you either love it or you hate it. I hate it. Um, no, you don't. You actually thought it was pretty cool. No, it was not. Yes, you did. You liked it. You watched it with me. No, there's a scene. Um, there's a few scenes, you know, that are inappropriate, whatever. But it's after they're married because they ended up falling in love with each other. They were friends first. They were like partners in crime. I remember at BMI, whenever I was there, I had a buddy that I was seriously, we were straight up just friends because I knew he was interested in some other girl and I was interested in someone else. And we were just friends the way it should be. Like you should get to know someone, know, get to mm-hmm. know their favorite color, get to know what they like for dinner. Like how are you going to be married to someone if you cannot know them? You know, as a person on their good days, their bad days. And so with the show, um, they actually got to know each other as friends first, and then they fell in love with each other. And, and it was actually like a very good template for how it should be for relationships. I know that during our time there, one you could talk to you could talk to anybody in a group. You could um you know, if you're hanging out at the basketball court, a boy can sit down beside you as long as they don't think you're dating. It's fine. <laughs> you can hang out with whoever you want. And so some of our friends, so you actually cut yourself um, off by going, telling you, the dean, I want to date this person. Right. And they uh-huh. put you on dating roles. Right. So some of our friends would um, say that they wanted to date someone else a different person just so that they could actually hang out with the person they were interested in. Yeah. I wasn't That's that good. smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't like the AWC handbook said, if there is a potential that you might be interested in that person, wasn't that one of the rules? Yeah. You have to there get permission is a potential. If, if you think there, you, it might, Develop into dating. That's, you can get I'm permission sorry. For- that means yeah. anybody who, I, okay, forgive me. This is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. Even if you're married, okay? Even if you're married, oh, Lord. there's a possibility that someone dies, you can marry them in the future. Like, I'm this is thinking long term. No, I, I am. Like, that's, I, I married you with the idea of we're going to be forever. So, like, wh- why? That's terrible. Well, I know uh, if I would have went to a college like that, Yep. And and I know how uh, a, a dude about you know seventeen eighteen the hormones is just flying through the through the veins. I'd have to just be like, hey Dean, won't you just wrap me up with every one of these women because we don't know where this is about to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just put my dating rules with all? Yeah, I'm gonna get permission for all these. <laughs> You're gonna have to book. Yeah. have a book full of all these uh, possibilities, possibilities, possibilities. So, Ladonna, where do you yeah, think well, this? These because these dating rules are flat out ridiculous. Um, we all, I think anybody with uh, half a brain agrees with that. Where, where do you think this comes from? Like what what causes this mess? Like well, it, I think one of your guests before said it, and I think it was the um, the the guy that was raised Mennonite. What was his name? David Iker. Okay, he said it. The Holiness movement sexualizes everything. Yes. So every relationship in the holiness movement is sexualized. So me getting in trouble that first day of school, obviously I had sexual thoughts on my mind to them. You know, that was the whole thinking behind it when really I was just trying to have a conversation. Sure. So never in my whole life do I remember the, the, 
the body of Christ being presented as a family of God. And these are your brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And so therefore you treat them as your brothers and sisters. And there's not a sexual thing intended here. Mm -hmm. So you are your brothers and sisters in Christ. You're my brother. If I see you out somewhere, I'm be like, Hey, and give you a hug. And it has nothing to do with the fact that there's a sexual interest there. It's the fact that you are my brother in Christ. And so when, when you change that focus to automatically be sexualized, there's doubt cast over your intentions in every aspect. Hmm. Um, So therefore, if you are going to be dating someone it it automatically means that you're going to be having sex with someone and therefore we have to try to put a stop to that but they they so they limit your time spent together so to do what so to you can't get to know each other to even know if this is going to work right and mm-hmm. so people are then forced to sneak around so it breeds deception and then mm-hmm. you're forced to sneak around to just have a conversation and talk about something. So here's the way it worked 35 years ago. I have no idea. I couldn't find an online student handbook um, to, to see if it had updated. I pray it has. But the minute that you go on dating rules, you are therefore, if you are under 18, which you can go on dating rules um, as long as you're 16, if you're under 16, you can't date, but in high school, 16 and over, you can date, but you are limited to a 15 minute phone call each day, mm. which that was back when we had a pay phone. So I don't know what, how they do that now <laughs> regulating cell phones. Yeah, good point. Wow. But, um, a 15 minute phone call that was made on a pay phone that's in the common area of the dorm. So hundred people walking by and you can't hear yourself think, um, a, one meal a day together, whether it, they prefer it to be lunch or dinner because not everybody went to breakfast and therefore you wouldn't have a whole lot of eyes watching you. So you could have one meal a day, which is 30 minutes. And then you could either walk to class together or back from class together, but you could not do both. Are you serious? Son of God. And you could not sit together in chapel or church. You had to be a night's move away. So if you're not a chess player, you may not know what that is. But a night's move is either one seat forward and two seats to the left or right. Or two seats forward and one seat to the left or right. That is wonderful. Uh, I never heard. Yeah. I never heard. Oh, my word. I'm shocked. Wow. They're playing chess in church, yeah. Yeah, so my husband preferred for me to sit behind him so he could turn around and look at my legs. But that's just just the kind of guy he was. Oh, sure. Sure. Me and your husband sound like we would have got along back in the day. Well, I know that him and your dad got along back then. (laughs) I was going to say about your dad, dude. Yeah, oh, man. Dude, dude. They were kind of crazy though. Like, like uh, Dad and them, they always tried to make it sound like they were all perfect. But he talked about the uh, he talked about he was out to a restaurant with uh, a couple guys, and the one guy uh, told the waitress, he said, "Hey, this guy right here said he'd like to touch your legs." 
And, she, and she's like, excuse me? And my dad said, yeah, excuse me? He's like, he, and, and dad said he was so embarrassed. But they would just do crazy stuff like, you know, like that all the time. You know, they were, yeah, they, they, were they, crazy did, stuff. they did. They did do crazy stuff. Yeah, one girl from the dorm made them uh, X-Lax brownies, and she got in big-time trouble because all those boys oh. got sick. <laughs> Why do I feel like I've heard that one, Kanan? Well, we did that at our camp too. <laughs> uh, okay, well, but, I thought there was. But I, but I, I thought I heard a story dude. about somebody warned your dad not to eat those. Probably, they actually, actually, he they did, they did. I think actually, you're right, Phil, because I think one of the girls actually told him, "said Stevie, you don't want these." And <laughs> we know. so yeah. he just and so, we know so your he condition. You can't you can't get up the speed that's going to be required to deal with the situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he was very grateful to that woman. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure. I'm sure he was. Yeah. Oh, if I can make, oh, I want to make a quick comment about what you were just saying there, Ladonna. I, I think what they do, Kane and me and you talked about this many times. They do not set people up to have self-control, really, of any kind. And no, even though self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit, instead of them teaching you how to, well, here's how you go on a normal date and act like yeah. a normal human being, and uh, you know, you, d- you don't go completely off the rails, uh, why don't we just, here's how you have self-control. They, they do it with all this stuff. But so, yeah. you know, even with the, uh, like when they'll preach against TV. Well, there might be some bad stuff come across there. So just stay away from it completely. It's like, okay, so then yeah. your self-control muscle looks like Anderson's arms in there. You know, there's nothing built up. There's nothing developed. And when you're hit with a situation, all of a sudden it's just, you know, you pass out and you have no idea what to do. Right. Exactly right. Well, you up for failure. Exactly right. So to take it a step further, when you're under 18, you can have a once a month the date in the parlor of the of the dorm where um you what? can sit in there and the you parlor. can play games and you can it was a it was a parlor it was basically a front room that had oh, victorian yeah. couches uh-huh. and a piano and that kind of thing but people were in and out and so you couldn't really you know you can get busy at all whatever but um <laughs> But if you had a lookout, you could, you know, if you had a friend who would uh, knock on the door three times or, you know, knock on the wall. Hey, somebody's coming. So, um, but as soon as I turned, so in February, I had a parlor date with my boyfriend, but as soon as I turned 18 the next month, then you get a weekly four hour off campus unchaperoned date mm. oh wow that's so, a little bit extreme from one extreme like it it was it was way too much uh freedom for these two kids that were crazy about each other sure mm-hmm. um because oh, yeah. you could go from 6 to 10 p.m you had to be back at the dorm at 10 p.m all right so let's just think this through holiness movement you weren't allowed to go to the movies. You weren't allowed to go to the roller skating rink. You weren't allowed to go bowling. <laughs> so you what you going to do? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. I'll tell you what you're going to do. <laughs> the Walmart parking lot. I'll tell you, the mall closes at 9. Uh-huh. And 
you know, Morse Lake is just down the road from the school. So <laughs> let me tell you, there is some history in Walmart parking lots in our history. Oh, so. just leave it right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But, but so from one school year to the next, they got a different dean of women. And the the second school year, she came from which was quite a bit of a liberal school. I can imagine for us, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, to compared. think. And she, when we went to her and asked her, so, you know, are things going to change? And she said, you know, I wish I could tell you, you should go bowling or here's a list of approved movies like I could at. But she said, I really don't know what to tell you, except God help you. Be careful. Yeah. Because you're not allowed to go anywhere. We went ice skating and almost got in serious trouble because they played rock music. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there were certain places they didn't want you to even go eat because they served alcohol. Yep. Right. um, You get all this. You go from having zero freedom to having a bunch of freedom. But then you come back on campus. So, you know, you went a little bit far making out in the cornfield the night before. And then you can't you have a 15 minute phone call and a 30 minute lunch to talk about it. And say, you know, what what are we doing? Um, right. mm-hmm. And that's that's the only communication you get because you're not allowed mm-hmm. to. And and I always have said, if they would swap that around and say, hey, once a month you can leave campus and maybe take another couple with you or something, but on campus you could spend almost twenty four seven together because mm-hmm. we can watch you here. Yeah. You know. Hang out at them every meal, sit together in church, learn how each other worships, um, be involved in church together, do right. something together. You, you weren't allowed mm-hmm. to do that. Yep. So, um, so then you, you know, you're getting married because the Bible says it's better to marry than to burn and you're on fire. So let's get married. Um, <laughs> right. You're like, Just a hunk of burning love. <laughs> a hunk of hunk of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then there was so many of our friends who, okay, so they either end up having to get married right. because they got pregnant yep. or they get married and realize uh, he's an abuser. So we get divorced. Or, you know, they're so used to sneaking and it's developed this cheating mentality. And then you end up, they have an affair. Uh, It's just this craziness. If we could just, okay, so then my son goes to college at Lee University, which is a church of God school down in Cleveland, Tennessee. And I'm the idiot parent that goes to orientation and says, what are the dating rules? And they all look at me like I have three eyes. Oh, and they said there, there are no, there's no dating. They're adults. Now we are counting on them to make decisions. Now there are some ultimatums that will get you kicked out of school. Uh-huh. Being alcohol on campus is a no-no. Um, sexual activity on campus is a no-no. And other than that, they they want you to be together. And we would go down there to see him. And there are couples on blankets studying together. And I'm like, oh, my word. What are they doing? You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's a blanket. Yeah. There's a blanket. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're, they're on campus. They could even be in the common area in the dorm. 
They couldn't be in your room, right? but they could go in the dorm and they could hang out in the common areas and you could hang out all day. My son was older when he went to college and he didn't even have a curfew as a freshman because they based it on their age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just like, this is so foreign to expect them to be adults. And what the president of that school said is reverse peer pressure works. And they're finding that, you know, if this is a Christian college and you're not acting, then, and you're going to get kicked out, especially if you're on a sports team. Well, uh, dude, shape up, you know, don't mess this up. Right. And exactly. so it was, it was a whole new ball game for me to see a school like that, as opposed to what we had grown up under. Sure. I but can imagine. We, you know, we determined as parents, when we had kids, we are not going to be sexualizing these relationships. Be friends with, with girls. Mm-hmm. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hang yeah. out with girls, you know? Have girls come over here and hang out as friends. Treat them like your sisters. Treat them with respect and don't look at them like a sexual object. Right. Yeah. That stuff will come. Yeah. You know, the, you'll grow into where, hey, you know, I'm interested in her, but you'll already have a basis of friendship. Right. And so it's just been heartbreaking to me to watch over the years as the rules haven't changed with the, with the culture or the times. Right. But my brothers-in-law and sisters-in-law, when they were going to school there, we, they thought our rules were so relaxed that they were freaking out because they were resorting to holding hands in the dishwater by uh-huh. when they had to wash dishes Holy in the kitchen, cow. because that's all they were allowed. They weren't Jeez. allowed to go on dates. I remember the first time yeah. Phil held my hand and like, we were, how long have we been dating for? I don't even remember now. It, I think it was wasn't, like, wasn't too long. It wasn't too long, like two weeks, I think it was. But you held my hand, and I jumped like I had been shot. Like, and, heavy moves and, <laughs> and all it was was holding hands. And, and Traumatizing. A, yes. Traumatizing. When you're a young girl, like, you know, and not, I'm not bad mouthing my parents at all because they did the best that they could. But when you're not really taught about, 
appropriate relationships? Like how, how far is too far as a dating couple? You know what I mean? Like there, yeah. there's, it's different for everybody. Like my mom and dad would say, yeah, they, we, we did this and we kind of messed up here and there. Okay. What does that mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? In my head, right. for some people that's over there making out in the woods for a couple hours. And for other people, it's like, you know, holding hands or kissing on the front porch. I, I, I just, I, every single relationship is totally different and we, we all tick differently. So that, that's why I, I think when you start making up crazy rules like that, you are totally like crippling your young people. Uh, the more I'm, I watch these colleges and these denominations really in general, the more I feel like they, they just don't have it together. Like they always, and I always felt like they did, you know, they, all, they always present themselves as, you know, we are God's people and, and then the more I, especially the farther I get away from it after leaving the movement, looking back, I'm like, you guys are just like stabbing in the dark. You have no idea mm-hmm. what you're doing. You have yeah. no <laughs> idea what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, they true. make up rules just to protect the young people and when they're actually hurting them. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. too much control will make young people rebel. I also wonder if it is we make up rules so that we don't have to be accountable for our heart mm. life or our thoughts. Very good point. Yep, good point. Very good point. Good point. Uh, you can't legislate goodness into somebody's you know belief system. You know, no. I, can, I can make I can make all kinds of rules, Canaan, that you you know that you couldn't touch Mariah or be within fifty feet of her while you guys was dating, and I still mm-hmm. if you've got that in your heart, you. If that's your intent, yeah, that ain't gonna oh, help. We found ways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, I think that you know, it seems like in it, it kind of, um, it kind of goes uh, even like outside of Bible school. Um, in the CHM, I've got uh, some friends and family that they, um, they're twenty one, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you know, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, don't want to make her that upset or whatever, you know, don't want to make that upset. I was like, how old are you? <laughs> uh, I'm 21. It's like, then, then why are you worried about it? You know, like know. You're, you're a grown adult, dude. I mean, uh, and, and so, and I think that almost kind of carries over into then, um, Bible school is then like, then they get to kind of tell you what to do. And the mom and dads are okay with it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. This is, this is basically a mom and dad away from home. You know, yeah, it's like so, which right. is scary, which is totally, totally scary, and that's what happens at church camp whenever we let our kids go free, because then they end up being abused because the parents are like, "Yeah, so and so will take care of them." Yeah, so and so's abusing them. You're not taught to think for yourself. Yeah. No, yeah, really, nowhere in this whole system, the whole CHM system, are you taught to think for yourself? Right. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, exactly. No, you're supposed to. Bl- right. You're supposed to blindly follow. Yes, indeed. Well. Going back to last week's podcast, when you talked about um, they had to get written permission from their parents for something, Mm -hmm. I think it was to go home to visit someone. So I had to do that to even go home with a girlfriend. Um, I had to get parent. My parents had to call the dean to give her permission for me to go home with my friend for a weekend. Um, And I was like, are you? are you kidding me? Like I, right. This is like, I haven't left home. You know, it's just, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They want to control every little aspect Mm -hmm. of what you do. It is Mm -hmm. like I say, looking back on it, it's, it's outrageous. It's like, how did I ever buy into this? this I'm so glad I did not go. go. 
There, there's <laughs> times that I, I wish I had not gone, but honestly, if I had, I, I don't know. I, my eyes are really opened by a lot of hypocrisy I by going imagine. to Bible school. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't trade my first year there for anything because that's where I met my husband and, you know, I graduated from high school and I went to school. They had the largest freshman class um, in college that year that, I mean, some of the names that have, that came out of that freshman class are big time names, not just in the CHM, but even in the Wesleyan church and Nazarene church, whatever. But Mm -hmm. um, we made friendships that were, you know, they're, they're lasting. Mm -hmm. The majority of them are not conservative anymore. But um, I wouldn't trade my experience that first year. The second year, probably, and my husband has always regretted going back, giving into the peer pressure um, of, you know, even being hounded in school. Like, why are you here? Are you going to be a preacher or a singer or a missionary or, you know, whatever? No, I'm just here to learn more about the Bible. Well, what what good is that going to do? He's like, I'm going to be the dude in the pew paying your salary, okay? Right? <laughs> um, yeah. Like, but, yeah. then we have a, a program for good laymen. Yeah. Who are you gonna Who are you gonna preach to if if I'm not the guy? You know. Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. I, so hmm. there's a lot of pressure that goes into it, and and I hate that um, because I'm the one that has never been. College isn't for everybody, right. and um, so. Yeah, but absolutely, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade it because I I loved my time there, and I love a lot of the people there that that I met there. Um, I wish that there was one. I I don't know if you guys ever feel this. I wish that there was one person that you could go to that you could talk to about these issues within the CHM that that could bring about change. But it's like. Who is that person? I know. Who do you talk to? How do you how do you get the message to and who do you get it to? It's like nailing jello to a wall. You just yeah. don't know who do you go to yeah. and, and how do you bring about change? Because there isn't just one person who's in charge. Right. Right. It's they got this weird little um diversified thing going on where you're right, nobody's no one person's in charge. Somebody I do have I do like what I see from him. And uh, if he's listening, you please consider this a compliment. And Andrew Graham, yes, uh, he seems like he's trying hard. Right, he really does. Like he's trying hard to get some some common sense pushed through there, but he even gets pushback. I mean, the people that are oh, yeah. so, so Andrew Graham's not like he's not at the top. I'll just say who it is, like like Jim Plank. Yeah, you'll hear him responding to somebody pushing for change, and they get their feathers all ruffled. Right. And and they're all like, well, bless God, I ain't a changing, you know, and right. they get all, you know, they snort and stomp around the stage. It's like, guys, you know, I've heard that so many times. We're not, you know, we're not, we're not in like a pee contest here. Right. It's, you yeah. can't take criticism. Right. You know, this is stuff that, that, uh, I, I think has a, would have a big impact, but they just, they don't care. They yeah, honestly yeah. don't care. And they, they and, look and, at us as the enemy. So like well, they, they, they would almost be sinning, Right. You're the rebel because the you have the guts to actually be questioning things. Right. You're the one that's, I'm trying to change how, well, God doesn't change. Why do we have to change? Because we're the ones that are human. 
God does not change. Yes, totally get that. Yeah, well, but just be, but we're human, okay? Man's law is never going to be perfect. So whenever we're constantly trying to say, well, we, we're not changing because they, they did it a certain way 50 years ago. Well, if we still had that same mentality, like medicine would never be changing at all. And we wouldn't be having people trying to have pig valves, like, or right. like when you have transplants and all this stuff like people my dad wouldn't be alive if we kept having practicing old medicine i, I also feel it's like they stupid. don't they don't actually examine the problem neither right because they're so caught like you, when you hear them respond it's always like well it's worked for our holiness right. forefathers for the and past it's like, 50 years it's like, like, that doesn't answer yeah, anything guys that's not a, anything. that's one it might have been uh, andrew graham talked about there's there's rush limbaugh one-liners that y'all just like to throw down you think it solves everything right you know it yeah. doesn't work like that it's correct. You know, just but because you got some kind of a line. That doesn't even hold water because the people who started the Bible college that I attended, those those men, every single one of them had a beard. That's good the point. people that started the college in Cincinnati had beards. That's a good and, point. you know, to say that, well, it's worked for us for all these years. Well, no, it hasn't because, <laughs> it hasn't. It's, yeah. you know. That's very good. Well, and the thing of it is, too, in the 1950s, 60s, okay, I've seen pictures of skirts that were above the knee. These oh, are, my, yeah. These are women, like, That's that were true. the founding mothers of the church, and here they are, have shorter skirts on, and then we're like, oh, no, your skirt needs to be to the floor. Like, my mom was saying something about how she went to church camp, and I won't say which one it was, but she went to a church camp, and all the women had maxi skirts on, like all the way to the floor. And my mm-hmm. mom mentioned to my dad and said, is there something wrong with these men? And my dad was kind of like, what do you mean? And she said, I have a jean skirt on that is mid-calf. And I am like the odd one out because I have a short skirt on. Mm-hmm. I- I'm using quotation. Because everybody else has maxi skirts on. She said, mm. why are we sexualizing our women? She said, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. Because I, I was reading off the, Natalie had posted, Brian Holiness, the um, dorm mom, had mentioned something about how, yes. um, what she came from. And like all these women are being sexualized. And I, then we wonder why women end up going crazy. Because they actually start acting on what they're told all their lives, that their boobs are bad, their butts are bad, their hips are bad, like just their bodies in general are bad. So then we're sexualized so terribly. Exactly right. And then like, it, that was a really, really on point post. If you if haven't right. read it, like go read that. Cause it was, it was amazing what that dorm mom said. Cause it, it's spot on. Right. It is. And I experienced a little bit of that at the school there, um, you know, being told well, you have to go back and change your clothes because your skirt's too tight or go back and change your shoes because your heels are higher than two inches. Uh-huh. And, you know, so um, you have to do a, like a, a hand check over your collarbone. And if, you know, the split is below and you're showing any cleavage, well, I have always been super well endowed and it starts at my throat. So I have a hard time covering something. <laughs> so like I'm wearing yep. a turtleneck. So, yep. you know, it's just, you're penalized then um, because, and, and there's nothing you can do about it because it's the body that you've been given. Right. And, it, you know, 
so then it's your responsibility for someone else's thought life. And that isn't fair. Right. Right. Why, like we, we're being women and like we, we are given bodies that are, are supposed to be attractive. That's what, that's why God made us women. If he didn't want us to be attractive, we'd be men. Oh. Ah! <laughs> <Phil>. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These people's crazy. Do we want to, we've been running about an hour. Yeah. Do we want to start wrapping up yeah. a little bit or Let, let's uh, read the comments that you That's received. what I was thinking. Maybe we could close out reading let's some of these the comments. comments. Yeah. And LaDonna, it has been it has been great having you on. At some point, if if you'd yes, be interested, I wouldn't mind having you back on to uh, maybe talk more about about your leaving and how you guys actually got out yeah. completely. Oh yeah, that's a that's a great story. I would love to tell that story sometime. Yeah, I think I'd be. Um, be I would awesome. like to. That would be awesome. I'd like to know who, who all she knows that I know because with my parents and everything, oh, I'd really. There's a, I'm sure yeah, there's a lot well, of. Your husband has my phone number. You could feel free to call me and okay. we can discuss all that off the record. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> a lot of discussing to go down. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right let's, let's read some of the comments you all sent in because after the last one, yeah, our, our listenership shot through the roof after this. And I got to thinking about maybe the reason why I've never seen anybody do this for the holiness movement before. Now, the recovering fundamentalists, they set went through one or two of the uh, Baptist college handbooks and ah. kind of laughed at those, but I don't think anybody's done this with the holiness movement. So uh, maybe that's maybe, maybe we're one of a kind in that we are, respect. We are one of a kind because how many uh, podcasts do you see out there? I know there was one group that wanted to start doing one. It wasn't a, a Bible college or something. Wanted to start doing a, a podcast. I don't, I don't really. And remember. we were watching them, and you were like cringing the entire time we were watching it. <laughs> Imagine that. <huh? laughs> you were like, "Oh no, did not just say that." <laughs> I don't. I don't know well, whether to. It, uh, Go ahead, Ladon. Did you watch any of the IHC services? I just thought it was interesting. They had like a sports center whole look going on where they had yes. a couple commentators yes. talking about oh, the events. Yes. And yeah, the ESPN crowd was in the background. Yeah, I remember somebody posted in one of the Facebook groups. I mean, they're like, hey, did you guys know that uh, IHC has Sports Center now? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'll just read the first the first names on some of these comments. It's the ones that maybe get a little spicy, I'll just take the names off. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if you all want to be exposed or not. I was going to say, just do them anonymously right now. Um, you think that's um, the way to do it? Yep. And right, then we'll if they are okay way. with having their name out there, we can go ahead and let the name fly later. All right. Or you can tell us and then just bleep it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can tell Yeah, us. okay. That's I can tell you all that. So, uh, commenting, so this may be your best one yet. This is why kids will never attend one, talking about one of those CHM colleges. Uh-huh. <laughs> she said, oh, she wrote, she wrote a long one here. I like long ones. Gives me all kinds of all kinds of juicy gossip. You like the juicy gossip. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Wow, Phil brought back a ton of memories of people." I bet that's a who. I bet that's a wild. You probably should beat that out. I, pr- I probably should. I probably should. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I like him to know we're hating on them. <laughs> and I can promise you, every bit of it is carried out to the letter. She said, "A few of the rules that I struggled with." If you went off campus with a mixed group, guys and girls, it had to be a group of five. Right. So that was, I think, yeah. like what you were mentioning there. Lizana. I'm going to say something, and you can take it out if you want to. Yeah, go ahead. They've probably never heard of threesomes. That cross, I mean, was everybody <laughs> thinking it? Because I was thinking it. I, I was, I was like, thinking don't they, it. I'm sorry. I'm just out there. I'm going to say it. Don't they understand? They, they must never heard of, like, odd company uh, makeout sessions. 
Yeah, very good point. Very yeah, good point. Sorry. This was some, you can take that out if you want to, but I'm just like, I'm saying it. This was sometimes hard to do, and sometimes you would end up adding a random person that really wasn't a part of your friend group to actually make it a group of five. If you talk to a person of the opposite sex too much, you would automatically be put on dating rules with that person. Yeah. Even if you weren't interested in dating them. Yeah. Right. They took this seriously. There was a brother and sister attending school there. That were oh, put dear. on dating rules because they were spending too much time together. They were put oh, on dating my. rules? Oh, that's that's what they said. That's what Are they said. Are you serious, Phil? That somebody's got a messed up mind, yo. Someone is disgusting. Yeah. Somebody's messed up. During Hopefully somebody didn't know that they're brother and sister. Uh, how would they not. not? They know everything about you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> they know what size clothes you wear, so they can make them three times bigger for your choir uniform. Speaking from experience than that one. Uh, during chapel, there would be a white glove inspection of your dorm room uh-huh. that was conducted by the dorm dean. If your room was dusty or they found something they did not like, you would get points. If you had so many points in one week, I think it was like three or five, you would have restrictions like not being able to leave campus or participate in extracurricular activities. These are just some. Do they, ga- do, they, do they have a gas chamber too? I'm just, uh, <laughs> <at this school. laughs> just curious. Sorry. <laughs> You got to stay in your room. Yeah. It's like, weird German vibes here. Show me your papers. Yeah. It's just the ones I remember off the bat. There were so many others, but maybe I've blocked them out. That was cheap. One of the things about that school in particular that she was talking about that, because I had a niece who went there, no jean skirts that had zippers in the front. Oh, yeah. no, they were one of those. That, huh? that was the BMC, uh, BMI and BMC. Pretty much. More BMI, though. BMI was like, no. Now, was BMI also the ones where you couldn't have hip pockets? Yes. You cannot have any pockets in the back. So what you could do, though, is to take off the pockets. Like, that wasn't, like, you know how jean fades? Yeah. So you had, like, these actual, like, (laughs) printed jean pockets on the butts. But that was okay. Reverse taillights. Reverse taillights. I love it. What's, yes. what's the reason with the with the no no zippers? On because the t- it's that's why men's jeans do. Yes. So you can't too look similar. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Good Lord. Your zipper yeah. could be on the side or in the back. I remember and that. No writing on your t-shirts because that's right across your breasts. So. Oh. Right. It brings attention to the chest. Right. So uh, with breast- the jean skirts, <laughs> I used to go your breastesses, <laughs> breasts your breasticles. Um, <laughs> I used to, <laughs> I used to take the jean skirts and take out the, um, where they used to sew across the front of it. So you could like hide that it was a fly. This is, I used to do that. What I want to know is, is the IQ of the people who run these places extremely low, or are they just like, are they just bought in? It's one of the two. They've either bought in well, and they're just guzzling Kool Aid, or they're just stupid as can be. They're guzzling Kool Aid in Guzzling Kool Aid. Well, here's my question to you, Phil. Yes. Isn't there a college in West Virginia that's pretty conservative? Because I. When I was growing up, the, the denominational church that I went to, we had a an institute in West Virginia. Ah, it's probably the same brand that I used to go to. Uh, I uh, they used to if have. I, if, if you're going to bleep it out, it was. In- yes, yes, I can believe. Oh, yeah, I think it's going now. Yeah, it, it was ultra, ultra conservative. It's, it's, uh, 
it's closed down now. And I actually worked with a guy that I actually worked with him today. And we were talking about that same school. He went there. He went, he was actually there pretty much the uh, entire time of its existence. <laughs> he was there. I think like, him on the show. <laughs> like two years. I think he was like, I think he missed like basically two years and then it like shut down. How's this man feel yeah. about being on a podcast? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he wouldn't do it. <laughs> I, I don't even do it. But he, he has told some funny stories about that. He said that there was this one class, it was supposed to be a Bible class, and the professor brought in the uh, the denomination or whatever's handbook, <laughs> their guidelines. <laughs> and he said, back then, he said, I didn't really think much about it. He said, but the order I get, I'm like, that was really stupid. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. That is great. Oh, man. Wrote in no, no music with rhythm. <laughs> and now we know why AWC has had the worst PR scene groups. That is good. That is good. Uh, Rodin grew, uh, grew up going to an Allegheny Wesleyan Methodist Church in Ohio, but escaped before going to their college. I did unfortunately go to their private Christian school. He said my sister Ooh. went to their college. He said family tried to pressure me into going to AWC because it was close to my hometown. But I chose GBS instead, and some family viewed me as a rebel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. However, I had a best friend that would come to my house and listen to all my country and pop CDs all weekend. <laughs> and we also went to a lot of concerts because I guess technically he was, quote, signed out for the weekend. <laughs> oh, so you didn't have to abide by the rules. Oh, good. Well, once you sign yeah, out, I mean. You're signed out for the weekend. I mean, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Wrote, I counted the days I was campus one time, and it was well over 75. Woo! Whoa. Couldn't leave Woo. the campus for 75 days. Some rules made it into the handbook because of me. I was told. <laughs> oh, now that's my kind of girl. Yeah, yes. I like that one too. <laughs> I know we got a couple others. Let me pull this up here. Are you on the Instagram one? I keep getting messages, like notifications of our Instagram account. There's like a bunch of messages on there. Oh, you guys have an Instagram? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes, we, we do have one. Yep. Okay, this lady here. Uh, is it? Is that yes. I told her. I, I told her I'd, I'd use her comment. Okay. Uh, she said, found your recent podcasts interesting, especially comparing the handbook of AWC to BMI, which is Bible Mystery Institute. Yep. I attended there from 2011 to 2013. Your podcast reminded me of one stupid rule. Of course, being BMC, they had the rule that females had to wear hose. Right. While I was there, some girls asked if during the winter we could wear non-sheer solid color tights instead of hose. Because this is in, what, northern Illinois? Oh, some of the worst, like, snowstorms. Right. Mm -hmm. So they want to know if they could wear uh, tights instead of hose. Right. She said, we could, as long as we wore hose underneath. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Okay. She sent me that to me, too. I could not believe that. <laughs> I could not believe that yeah. at all. <laughs> she said, like, logistically, uh, how is that supposed to work? Also, Missy is right. All off-campus dates at BMI require a chaperone. When I was there, assuming it hasn't changed, you had to fill out off-campus date permission slips yes. ahead of your dates. The slips required info such as time frame of date, location, and accompanying chaperone. Yes. Mm. Jeez. Yes. I remember going on one yeah, of these no. dates, and I didn't know it was a date. You didn't know, but did you have to fill out the paperwork? No, I never filled out the paperwork. Oh, hey, this third, guy, you were the third wheel. I, well, oh, um, no, it was actually a childhood friend of mine. 
And um, some guy who wanted to take me to Cracker Barrel. So I ordered like the cheapest thing, chicken and dumplings, because that was like $3.99. I remember seeing it on the menu. This is back when I was 17. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm young. I'm being a rebel. Um, I was not supposed to be dating until I was 18, my dad said, but I went to Bible school when I was young. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm on, on this date and uh, he goes, you can order whatever you want. And I was like, yeah, I, I did order what I wanted. I want chicken and dumplings. Well, he got offended because I didn't know. He thought I was being like, I thought he was cheap or something, whatever it is. Like he couldn't afford uh, good, for whatever, whatever it was. And then on the way back, I remember we dropped him off and um, like, you know, you were going on a date, right? And I went, what? And that he seems, was like, uh, yeah. Like you, some you know, information you, were... you should have been told up front. Well, and that's whenever I got the letter from this guy. Uh, did I say his name? You did. I can take it out. Okay. So I was going to say, take it out. Because um, <laughs> he ended up he ended up writing me a love letter um, telling me how I like to break girls or guys' hearts and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, I was just a player. You were a heartbreaker. Mm. I know. Heartbreak. I know. I wonder if he amended his paperwork. He's like, she ordered the cheapest thing on the menu. I did. Not going to work out. Three nine, like three ninety nine. <laughs> I remember just how much yeah, it was. I would have been relieved. I know? would have too. I'd been like, uh, oh, would you want to get yes. married maybe tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> am I the, am I a cheap date now, babe? <laughs> Uh, never. No. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I know my I worth. Some things you left out of BMI, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was working and trying to afford school. Oh, expensive. But well, anyways. I think we've covered about all the bases for today. Oh, I did have one more. You, what you got? I had one more. I had screenshot it to read it because you read off the one Here's from today. Phone. Yes. Because I was going to. By the way, we appreciate the comments. It's yes. Minute. I really enjoyed uh I really enjoy reading them, especially when they come in with the volume that they did on this last episode. Yeah, there are a lot of people messaging it. I love oh, yeah. it. Okay, so this what's one, the over under? We start taking bets. What's the over under on the length of time before somebody has a has a sermon on that? <laughs> Ken, what do you think? About it? <laughs> uh, give it a week. <laughs> one week. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Miss. This one is. Uh, I don't know exactly if I should say who it was or not, but I'll just say it. Ah, yeah. message. Yep, she said, there. on the Bible college talk, the college I went to, the doormom unlocked my door using her master key and threatened to dorm, ground to your dorm room, me because my twin girl cousin was in my room on my bed talking to me. Um, also, we had to go off campus in groups of five, either five girls or two guys, three girls, whatever, or vice versa. Plus, you have dorm devotions every night. That's one thing we had. At um, dorm devotions every night. Yeah, every right. single night. Mm. Um, she said right. I could go on, but no wonder I left after one year. So we've we've heard, and I'm I don't remember which one she went to. I, I think she see, went. Was I think so. so Where'd she go, Canaan? Because she's. Uh, I honestly don't remember. I was thinking, but I could be wrong. But but here's my question. I, I'm pretty sure that we've covered three different Bible colleges with that some of the same rules. Do all these clouds oh, yeah. get together? <laughs> we all have a, well, have like a trade so. show. They just borrow yeah. the handbook from someone else. Remember how, Kanan, you were talking about someone wanted to start their own holiness group, so they stole the um, holiness manual off of someone else and just started copying them? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Basically copying and pasting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love it. Although I will say that I think I think the the college in the south, the deep south, mm -hmm. far south, deep, deep. I think they they have different dating rules than any other of the Bible colleges. 
um, they're a little bit more like they allow them to spend more time on campus together. Ah, okay. Than well, any of the other ones do. That's good. For some reason, I wouldn't not. expect it. <sighs> Sometimes the ones I think will be more lenient are not. And then some of the ones I'm like, you guys will be crazy. Like they'll actually be half level headed. I, I can never tell, uh, you know, who to trust in this whole, this whole scheme of things. <laughs> Have you gotten any like negative feedback um, from that post? I don't think we have. Can you got anything to to wrap it up? No, no, not that I can think of, man. Ladonna, is there anything you'd like to you want to leave them with? Or, like I said, appreciate you coming on, and would love to have you back on to to talk some more about some yes. of this stuff. Yes, thank yes. you so and, much. Yeah, I mean, I I have probably ninety nine more stories that Ooh, I think you would enjoy. But absolutely, it's, it's been yeah. so fun to talk about it, and lest any of my Facebook followers think that I'm berating the CHM. I am not because I have family that's there and I love them. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that I love and trust, but uh, there's a lot of ways that they're messing up. And I just pray that someday they see the light. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I had a, I had a, um, an ex CHM pastor. He's still a pastor, but, but, but he's not CHM anymore. And he told me, he said, I, I still love the people. He said, I, I have a lot of friends and stuff still in there. He said, but it's the system. The system is what yeah. is so, so messed yeah, up. Broken. Yeah, it's the system. But yeah. anyways, I like it. I think uh, I think we'll put that in the books. What do you say, miss? Yeah, I like it. Get old Squeak settled down over there? Yeah, he's laying down in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> he's listening. He's a good audience. Yeah, he plays a little <laughs> producer these days. Sometimes he falls asleep, which means we need to pipe it up a little. But <laughs> Exactly right. If you want to write us with any kind of comments, you can hit us up uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we also got the email address, uh, hillbillybroadcast at AOL.com. If you'd like to be on the show, just let us know. Yeah, hey, just here, just work. Yeah, just just let us know. We're always up for more content. We like right, it. absolutely. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. I love you. Jesus loves you. And we'll see you next time. Peace. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.